Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in this week. I am your host, Kylie Joe. Before I get into what is in store for this episode, I wanted to mention just one thing. I get personal messages from a lot of you about the podcast and what you like about it and what you agree with or whatever it may be. And I absolutely love getting those messages. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, could you do me a solid and rate and write a review? It helps the podcast move up in the ranks so other people can find it easier. Thank you. Okay, so on to the episode. The guest I had the joy of reconnecting with is a childhood friend of mine. She is someone who desires that women know that they are a thing of beauty. She has her own podcast titled Confidently She, where she talks about loving yourself. You can find her on Instagram for more great content. I'll put it in the show notes along with her website. Please welcome to the back porch, Rebecca Biggie. Okay, well, I have Becca Biggie here. Welcome to the back porch. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah, in your closet. It's great. I love in my closet. I interview so many people that are in their closets, and I just I haven't gotten to do that yet. And I probably should just do it. It'll sound better, I'm sure. Um, but it's like you're the more next level of podcasting. Yeah, when you're actually in your closet. <laughs> you're like, now I know why they did this. When I <laughs> like, I know why. Yeah, it sounds so yeah. much better. It's not glamorous, but no. it works. <laughs> but it works. Who cares? Nobody cares, right? Um, so yeah. a little background on like how we know each other. We grew up yeah. in the same church and basically like played with each other as kids. I was more of your older sister's age and both your older yeah. sisters, Leanne, or yeah, Leanne, Sarah. Um, yeah. so we all kind of, our parents were friends and then we all went yeah. our separate ways, basically high school hits and you kind of separate. But yeah. so I was just telling Becca yeah. before we started that. I, I knew her up until you left Mankato. Like I knew where you were at. You had your own little cute store here in Mankato, which I still have an end table from. Yeah. It was so cute. And I love it. Ah. <laughs> and it was like, it was like the most affordable. It was like this home goods, but like really affordable organic store. Like I really liked it. Yeah. I was so sad when you Thank closed. You. But I know. It, well, yeah. It was right in the neighborhood I lived in. Like it was like for the mm -hmm. listeners, it was in a neighborhood, like in a house. So it was so yeah. perfect. But it's an I understand why you left. It's not a big deal. But it was I still have a memento from there. <laughs> um, oh, well that's sweet. So, uh, so okay. Take us from what what age were you when you left Mankato? Like well, I left twice, kind of, right? Okay. So, like, I went to school yeah. in Mankato, and then I moved, um, oof, we're getting kind of right into it, uh, yeah. moved to Chicago wow. to live with a boyfriend from uh, from college right after I graduated, but I was only there for about six weeks, because okay. then I woke up and was like, what are you doing? And then I came back, Dang. I moved to Minneapolis, and I was there for about um, 14 months, and then, then I came back to Mankato, okay. lived there for a period of time, and then now I'm back in the cities. So yeah. it's like lots of jumping around. But you do you been, mean the most recent time right, I left? Most recent. When were you? When did? How long have you been up in the cities now? <laughs> <laughs> a year. Okay, so it's very recent. Yeah. This is like 
really recent. So yeah. now you're in Minneapolis area mm-hmm. and why tell us your story. Why did you move away from Mankato? I want to hear all of the details. Why did I move? Okay. Um, well, first, first, it's funny that it's funny that you call you like refer to me as Becca because that's like Oops. a very high school thing. Oh. No, and it's okay. Yeah. But like, like it's just funny because it's like that's a very um, that's like a line in the sand. If people know me as Becca, mm-hmm. they knew me as a child. If they only know me in the last like ten years or so they're like, who's Becca? Like you're Rebecca. <laughs> so it's just funny that it's like, there are some people who, who know me as that. And then, um, people now that I'm like, Oh, can you call me Rebecca? Like, cause that's oh. how everyone knows me as now. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. So more, just a little sidebar, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, the reason I left Mankato, so I guess like this past year, um, yeah. so I called off an engagement, right? I was engaged and with my fiance and relationship was about three years into it. We'd been engaged for a year and jings on my heart of like, this isn't right. Like it's not going anywhere. It's not getting better. You're putting in all this effort to like fix something that's just crumbles at this point like you can't it's it's not like worth saving you know and and I knew that it wasn't what God had planned for me um and so I finally just reached this point of like you know what Rebecca if you if you go through with this wedding this is how your life is going to be like if nothing changes Mm -hmm. are you okay with that and I was like absolutely terrified. I was like, oh. no, like things need to change immediately, you know, and, and they weren't changing. Wow. And so I was just like, you know what, whatever. Like I, I've seen both my sisters go through divorces mm-hmm. and I'm just like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So I'm yeah. going to get out before it's like, you know, legally difficult to do so. <laughs> and, um, and I left. And I think that that's part of my, so I'm an Enneagram eight. I saw your post that you are too. And that's part, part of, I think that, um, personality is like when you're done, you're You're done. done. Oh yeah. for sure. (laughs) And it's just like, (laughs) I'm, I'm done now. Like I've been talking for months about how this isn't working and and now it's done. So within, within one month, and this is also just proof of how, when you step out in obedience to what you feel God has on your heart, he just catches you and, and brings you so far. So in one month I went from like sleeping on my brother's floor. (laughs) I stayed with Aaron in his house with my two dogs at the time. So he took me and my two dogs. I slept on like a camping pad in his well. spare bedroom for a month. I lived wow. there and I, and I was like, this is, this is totally fine. Like this is the transition period or whatever. One month yep. to, I got a new, I got a job because at the same time, okay. So I was self-employed for three years doing copywriting and my yeah, podcast and coaching and all yeah. of that. And my biggest client, yeah, my biggest client, the, the, professional relationship just wasn't working anymore Mm. for me either. I was just getting to this point of like, I'm not putting up with any 
any more stuff like this. This is not good either. So I was mm-hmm. in the process of ending that contract. So that contract ended end of December. My engagement ended beginning of December. And so all of a sudden I was like, you need money. You yeah. need a place to live. You need to get it together. Wow. Um, so I was just like, okay, like let's, let's, let's do it. So I got a job. I got an apartment. I got, I moved up to the cities mm-hmm. all within a month and started work <laughs> within like three months wow. of like leaving and calling off an engagement, moving everything wow. done totally different. And so like that, that's just God. Like, yeah. Oh, for sure. That's God providing Mm -hmm. when I was finally done being stubborn and said, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to let go of this thing. That's not working. Right. So that's why, that's why I left. And I know that was probably a lot. So you can like ask any follow-up questions that you want. (laughs) Well, I've just been, I got chills when you said like, when, like, when you step into obedience, God just like shows mm. up. I just got goosies when you said that. And it, and then also like knowing, well, like my husband and I are talking about some changes too in our life. And it's like, you know what? God's going to provide. And when he does, that means it's God ordained. And that just means period. Like that's just cool to hear like your story that it is God ordained that you moved to the cities that you left your fiance. Like everything was exactly to his plan you know I just love hearing that because yeah it just is a, it's a reminder yeah. for everybody to know that like Jeremiah 29 11 is real like he knows like he has the plans for us and he's prosperous mm-hmm. like they're prosperous and I I heard that today on another podcast and I was like thank yeah. you Jesus for reminding me of that you know like so it's just cool to hear it again today that like God's plans are so much better than what we thought we had in mind yeah. um so yeah and there's even like, so I can go into more detail about yeah. like how it happened. Yeah. Cause sure. it was actually insane. So I was trying, I was trying to get these copywriting jobs, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what I had the most recent experience with. So I'm like applying for all these jobs, applying for all these jobs, hearing nothing. And I was like, great. <laughs> like you're going to be living on the floor of your brother's house <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Oh, and I was like, I I felt this like nudge of like, you should reach out to Eric. And Mm. Eric was my manager at the first job I got out of college um, when I was first living in Minneapolis. He was my manager and he, he really believed in me. I got promoted a few times and he was always just like a really big supporter of me. And when I left that job, he was like, Hey, anytime you need a job. If you're ever up in the cities again, cause I was moving at the time. Yeah. He's like, let me know. And so God was just like, you should reach out to Eric. And I was like, no, I can't, I can't do that. Like I can't put it on this person. It's not mm-hmm. his, Eric's not Eric's responsibility to give me a job. I need to find my own job, you know? Yeah. And, and I just was telling myself that if I reached out to him, it wouldn't be me earning it. It mm-hmm. would be like charity or something which is just dumb. <laughs> right. But, but that was the thought. And, and I'm like, well, none of these other things are working. I was like, okay, fine. I'll just, I'll text him mm-hmm. in like a funny, Hey, Oh, by the way, like, did you mean what you said like four yeah. years ago when you said <laughs> that you'd give me oh a job? Gosh. I kind of need one. So I texted yeah. him and I was like, you know, I'm just real with people. So I was like, Hey, so 
change of life plans. I'm actually like not with Zach anymore and I'm moving back to the cities. So if you want to make good on that offer, (laughs) I'd be open to it. Yeah. So he calls me like immediately. Perfect. And granted, I have not talked to this guy in like a few years, but like we were friends on Facebook. So like we're Mm -hmm. one of those pick up at any time and, and things are kind of normal type of like um, professional relationships. Sure. So he calls me and he's like, what's going on? It's kind of give him the background. He's like, okay. He's like, well, what I will say is as of today, I will have an opening on my sales team what? in February. Okay. Wow. And I was, I was standing there holding the phone and I almost started crying. I had this like full body, like chills mm-hmm. moment of God just going, told you, like, you. <laughs> like yep. this is why you trust me. <laughs> and I was just like, no way. Wow. It was that day. And so that was another, another example of how not only does God show up for you, mm-hmm. but he uses your stubborn brokenness, Rebecca, <laughs> of, of, you know, waiting and like, I don't want to do it yet. I'm going to try this <laughs> first. And he's like, okay, fine. I'll still have it be this like perfect timing. So it was like yep. that day. Wow. And, and he was like, he told, told me all about it. And so this is my job right now. Okay. I sell software to wineries. Yeah. You've been traveling so like crazy. for my job. I, yeah. So for, for my job, I get to go visit wineries in like California oh my and God. just like chat with them. And, and I'm like, I'm like, what? So not only do I get a job, yeah, I get to work with, with Eric, but it's this like crazy, like who has that job type of right. thing. And so it's just been so fun. And I'm like, okay, Lord, like this is crazy. But <laughs> then this is where the story gets weird. So I ended up starting in March, not February. So there was a period of time where I was paying rent. Um, I live alone yeah. in a nice apartment, paying rent uh, <laughs> with no income for like three months. And so oh. my bank account was drained. I was like, I have no more money left because I wasn't planning on all of these expenses. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I got started with the job and about a month into it, I realized I'd be traveling so much for work. Mm -hmm. And so I had the dogs living with me at the time. And I I was like, I can't take care of these dogs. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to be able to afford it. And it's not going to be a good quality of life for them because I'm going to be gone all the time. So um, thankfully and graciously, um, Zach, my ex-fiance offered to take them back because they were living at the house before. Yeah. So they're there now. Um, but that was just another thing that I felt like I was losing. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, come on, Lord, like I I'm single. I don't have any friends up here. I don't know anybody. Um, and I had like, my dogs were like my comfort and now I don't have the dogs. Like Mm. this just feels mean. (laughs) Like it's, it's starting to feel mean, like stop taking things away from me. So then going through that, my first month out, or my first week out of training. So like I trained for a month and then it was the first week mm-hmm. I was like fully in the position. Eric is yeah. like, Hey, let's go grab coffee. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's go grab coffee. Like, this will be so great. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about like the, you know, my, my new job, whatever. 
he sits me down and he's like being let go. What? By the company. Yeah. Oh my God. I had been there for four weeks. I didn't know anyone else at this company. No one else at that company really even knew me because Eric was the one who like brought me on. He's like, I'm being let go. My last day is on Friday. What? And I'm like, are you okay? I started crying. I'm like, are you okay? Like, do you have another job lined up? And he was like, yeah, I do. Like, it's good and whatever. He's like, I'm just worried about you. And I was like, no, I'm like, Eric, don't worry about me. Like, I'm so sorry that you got like, that this is happening. And I'm like, I don't even know what to think because this is just all a whirlwind. Hmm. So so the person that I felt like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to be working for Eric. And like, that's the thing that's going to help me through and whatever. Now he's out of the picture. Oh my God. And so I'm like, God just kept taking these things away and taking these things away. And I was, I was getting to a point where it was just like, you know, the dog thing felt mean. The Eric thing <laughs> feels a little unnecessary. And then Friday, that Friday that it was Eric's last day, I'm driving to work. My car breaks down. Oh my God. <laughs> like breaks down, like could not drive. And I'm oh like, um, what is going on with this right. now? I had to get it towed <laughs> to, to the dealership or whatever. And I was, I was just like, but then here's God. Okay. Ready? My parents happened to be in town that weekend. That wow. day they were coming into town and they live out in Rapid City, South Dakota. For people who don't know, that's eight hours, nine hours away. Yep. They Dang. had just happened to be coming into town that weekend. So yeah, it sucked that my car broke down and was <laughs> literally totaled. Like it just was dead. It just died. Oh my God. So, but like my parents were there. So we like, I'm like, Hey, so we're going to need to go like car shopping. <laughs> um, so it, it was just a, Time after time, I feel of like God just like juggling these things around in my life of like, okay, I'm going to give you this and that's going to get you to this place. But then I'm going to take this this piece of it away because I'm going (laughs) to give you this. And then I'm going to take that piece away because I'm going to give you that. And I was just like, leave me alone. (laughs) Like, like, this is too much. Like, stop it. Like, I get it that this is good. But like, oh my gosh. And I was really like, so... Um, I was really holding on to, those were just all the idols in my life that I was holding on to. The first one being my relationship. And I Mm -hmm. called that one off, but you know, that wasn't working. The next one was, um, you know, my pride in like looking for a job, wanting to get my own job and whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it was the security of, of knowing someone who would be working with me and whatever. And then, and then that was taken away and it was my dogs yeah. and it was my car. And it's just like, okay, what else could you possibly <laughs> take from me? Oh. But through all of that, it was God showing me, Rebecca, I'm the thing you need. Yep. You don't need the job. You don't need the car. You don't need the connection. You don't need the boy. Like, right. He, yeah. You need me. And I was like, wow, apparently you are all I need because I don't have anything else. <laughs> and everything is like working out. So it was just like this whirlwind of a few months of just like wow. very hard learning. Yeah. Um, and on the surface, all those things could, you know, someone who isn't a Christian or doesn't have a strong faith or something could be like, you know, well, 
it sounds like your life was all falling apart. How could you mm-hmm. believe in a God that's going to let all those things happen to you? And it's like, well, but look at what he gave me because mm-hmm. of it. Like I have a better car now, one that I like a lot more than my other one. I didn't <laughs> think that I would, I really liked my old car. I was like yeah. super pumped about it. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to have a fancy car again. So I have a Mercedes and I got like a super good deal on this other one. And I was like, oh no, it broke down. I was like, crap, I'm not going to have my fancy Mercedes. I'm like, that's what made me feel fancy. And then I went to, this is another thing. I went to the dealership um, and the, we were looking at some cars and I was like, okay, well, like this is my budget and you know, I probably won't be able to get another Mercedes, but like, what else do you have? <laughs> the day before okay oh so gosh. the day all right like the day my car broke down mm-hmm. the next day I went into the dealership so the day before so it was the same day my car broke down some 90 year old man <laughs> surrendered the keys of his cherry red Mercedes Dang. that had 20,000 miles on it but it was like 2014. So it's pretty old in like car, like fancy car sure. terms. Yeah. And so this car was like immaculate. It, the, he barely even reused the radio. Like it looked brand new. Yeah. And it was like my budget. And, um, and I was just like, and I was with my parents. I'm like, guys, this is what's been happening. I'm like, stuff <laughs> keeps happening. And my mom was just like, she's like, well, you know what? Becca, you know, my mom calls me Becca. Yeah, because, of course. Obviously. She knew me when I was a child. Yeah. So she was like, Beck- <laughs> she's like, Becca, sometimes God lets you have the things that you want and the mm. things that are fun. And maybe he just wants you to give you this car that's like fun because of all the <laughs> crap you've been through. And I was like, okay, okay. I'll <laughs> take it. That. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Because I felt bad. I was like, is this really the responsible choice right now? And like, there's no way that I could, that this could be the best option. Right. But it was, it was. And it was just, again, like we're holding on to this like small thing that we're afraid to lose. And God mm-hmm. is just waiting to give us something bigger and better, but we have to let go of that thing. And so the, the mantra that I've just developed over the past year is to hold things with open hands. And mm-hmm. I know you can't see this on the podcast, but I'm showing Kylie. Um, <laughs> hold things with open hands because you can still hold, but if you're gripping, yeah. you don't have room for as much. Mm-hmm. And it hurts a lot more when someone takes it away. That's so good. But if it's yeah. open, it can just come and go. And, and, you know, you're there, you're doing your part, but you're just very open to what's going to come and what's going to go. Because okay. if the past year has taught me anything, it's that I'm not in control of Amen. anything. <laughs> so, so I'm not, not going to resist it. Right. That is so, oh my gosh. I was getting chills the whole time. I'm like, I'm just going to let it keep talking because I want to hear more. And like the like, minute you said something crazy. about, well, the minute that you said something about the cherry red Mercedes, I'm like, okay, here it comes. God provided. That's so fun. Now, now you're just living in bliss because you're like, this is, I know God's going to provide whatever happens. So you've kind of been through the ringer, you know, mm-hmm. more like meaning like he's pr- like pruning things from you taking it all away <laughs> yes so yeah well exactly and and i 
I realized with the dog thing, he opened me up to so much freedom. Right. Like, yes, I lost the, the companionship of dogs and whatever. And I loved my dogs. Yeah. But it's like now I have so much freedom to meet other people. And Mm -hmm. when I do travel, I don't have to stress. It's like, he's removing these different stress factors because when you have a lot in your life, you have a lot, but you also have a lot to take care of and to look after. And I think that this is just a season of like, you know what, Rebecca, like, it's okay to just take care of yourself. You're very good at taking care of other people, but like, Mm -hmm. what if you just took care of yourself? Yeah. Trusted me to kind of do that other stuff. So, well, yeah. and it's been a short year. It has, you've, but you've been taking care of others forever. So it's good to mm-hmm. still live in that because there'll be a day where you get married and it's not about Rebecca anymore. <laughs> and it gets, no. So, so live in it <laughs> and just, yes. just bask in it because it's pretty, it's yeah. great, of course, being a wife and a mom, but it does change things when you have other. Yeah. Yeah. Responsibilities. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I want to go into, so I haven't mentioned this, but Rebecca has her own podcast called Confidently She. And I love listening to it. I hear, cause I struggle. It's all about body confidence, right? And about who God created you. So I want you to kind of go Mm -hmm. into that. Like, why did you start? And I know Kind of talk a little bit about how it turned into being more of a Bible-based podcast as well. Yeah. So I kind of want to yeah. hear that story. Yeah. So the reason I started it was because, so the relationship that I was in that brought me to Chicago okay. was really, really toxic. Um, he was very narcissistic and through that very short, but impactful eight month relationship, um, I questioned really everything about myself. Uh, Mm. This guy wanted me to be someone I wasn't. Um, I wanted to change myself into a version of me that he would accept and, and be attracted to. And so through that, I realized how much weight and stock I put into what others thought of me. Wow. And, yeah. and appeasing other people. And especially when it's a, like a romantic relationship, wanting to be physically attractive to your partner sure. is the, the very deep desire of a woman's heart. And I just felt like I was always falling short in that area. And so when I got out of it, I realized your confidence is gone. Like I, I thought I was a pretty confident person growing up and whatever. But now that I look back, it's like, no, you were just really riding out the fact that people thought you were pretty yeah, and they liked you. So that's not confidence. (laughs) That's just banking on the fact that you have a certain level of social status Mm -hmm. because you happen to fit kind of what cultural cultural beauty is for sure when you when you lean into that it is a crumbling foundation no matter what you believe because everybody's getting older everybody's getting uglier (laughs) by cultural standards like that's what the culture says so it's like 
I'm like, ha, I can't invest my identity and my value in something that is de- depreciating. It's a depreciating asset. I was an economics wow. major. You don't <laughs> invest in that kind of stuff. How true is that? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So I'm like, you can't, you can't um, like invest in, in this beauty thing. And plus it's so subjective that what this, what my ex-boyfriend thought was beautiful, sure, that's beautiful to him, mm-hmm. but that does not mean that who I am and the way that I was created is not beautiful. Exactly. Because the Bible says that we were created beautiful in God's image. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where like the faith part of it comes in, where it's like, that's the truth that I can stand on. But when I started my podcast, I so the one thing about being a Christian is like, I never want to be that hypocrite because so many okay. Christians are hypocrites. And I'm like, I'm not going to add to that. Right. Nope. <laughs> and I felt like if I was, if I was open about like my faith or anything mm. that I would be being a hypocrite because I'm like, Rebecca, you're not living like a Christian. Like your faith is not first in your life. And you're not going to be one of those Instagram Christians who posts right. about, whatever and their coffee and their bible but then go off and do whatever they want and and, and yeah. i'm like yeah well so i'm still gonna go off and do whatever i want so i'm not gonna post the bible right. stuff. <laughs> so that's just like where i was at and so oh so the pod- <laughs> podcast started um just wanting to share my story of like hey i have never been told by a doctor that i need to lose weight for my health and I've never been told by anyone that I need to gain weight for my health. Right. But I have felt so insecure, so self-conscious mm. about my body that it is taking up all of my energy. And I'm so insecure that I don't even know what to, to do with myself. And weight isn't even the thing. Like, yeah, obviously sometimes I feel fat, but like, that's just because sometimes I feel fat, like everyone does. Um, <laughs> but like weight True. is not the only thing that women are allowed to feel insecure about. And that was like a huge realization to me. That's like, wow, it is okay for me to feel insecure, even if I'm, even if I look the way that I do, because there are so many voices telling me you need to prevent aging. You need to get rid of your acne scars. Right. You need to get rid of your hairy legs. You need to smell perfect <laughs> all the time. And, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, like bills to pay. Like I can't, I don't have time yeah. to do all that stuff to work. <laughs> um, so, so just sharing that, because I felt like there wasn't a lot of women talking about body image from just a perspective of like, Hey, I feel like I'm less worthy as a woman because mm-hmm. I have a have like smaller boobs. Right. I mean, no. a lot of people yeah. feel like that. Yeah, or yeah. like my butt doesn't look the way that the other people's <laughs> do on Instagram, so I feel insecure about that. Like like that's not a weight thing, it's like a body shape, body image thing. So that's what I started the podcast as. And then over the past year, this had, this was another thing that the, I, when I, when I have experiences with God, I call them these little nudges. Cause okay. I just, I, I'm, it's like, Hey, you should do this or <laughs> hey, hey, this is really the truth of what's going on here. Um, and so I felt a nudge last year around this time 
of, of the Holy Spirit saying, you need to start giving me credit for what I did. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh. And, 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 and I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean what you did? And he was like, do you think you put yourself back together? (laughs) And I'm like, well, I mean, I thought so. (laughs) And, and I'm like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe. And I was looking back in my journals over like the couple months, um, after that, that, um, bad relationship and when I really was looking into all this stuff and I was, I was reading the Bible every day. I was doing devotionals and I was like praying and, and asking God, I was like, who am I? Because this guy told me I was something else and I don't know anymore. And and I, I realized I kind of like woke up to the fact that it was like, yeah, Rebecca, you get your identity and your foundation of confidence from the fact that you were uniquely designed in mm-hmm. the image of God. So how could you, who are you to sit there and criticize something God made? Yeah. And, and after I got that, like, wake up call <laughs> of God calling me out, um, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, what do I do? And I knew the answer, but I didn't, you know, I was like, I don't want to do that. He's like, (laughs) he's like, you need to, you need to give me credit for it. Like publicly, like say, say this in your podcast and, and you need to start being and showing the change that I've done in your heart and in your life you need to do that on your Instagram and you need to do that on your podcast and oh oh, I'm like well but I (laughs) I don't want to because I was like I'm gonna lose followers I'm gonna lose listeners Mm -hmm. like I'm like because I've built this whole thing around one thing and so if I change it then I'm gonna like abandon all these people or whatever and he's like well who are you doing this for Mm -hmm. are you doing this for you where are you doing this for me? And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, can't, it's hard to argue right. with that. And so I'm like, fine, whatever. Like, I'll just, yeah, I'll just do it. I'll share my story. So I did. I mean, wow. it started with like one Instagram post of just like my Bible open, I think. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is what's going on. And like, this is, this mm-hmm. is where I get my identity because body image, it's never about your body. Like I get questions people are like, Oh, I didn't know. Like the, the Bible talked about like confidence and stuff. Like what's your go-to verse for like body oh. image stuff. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I get where you're coming from, but body image is not the, um, diagnosis. It's the symptom. Right. So the Bible speaks to like the sickness and then the symptoms will be what they are. But like once you solve for the sickness, then your body image issue go away. So the, the, the sickness is lack of identity, lack of mm-hmm. worth, lack of value. And, and the Bible speaks about that a lot. And yeah. the fact that we, we are obviously, you know, designed in God's image and made in God's Bible does say things about beauty. But I also think, and, and in this past year, this journey that God has led me on, grown so much in who God says I am and what femininity really is, because there was a period of time where I was very resistant to femininity because in our culture, yep. femininity is either angry feminist 
who yeah. rejects everything about being feminine and a woman. Uh-huh. Or it's like doormat, passive, like empty headed, superficial woman who doesn't care about anything but getting her nails done. And yeah. I was like, I don't like either of those two options. <laughs> so like, what do I do? Because <laughs> that's the culture, right? It's like one yeah, or the you other. Said it well. a, yeah, it's like you're either an angry feminist or or you're just like, okay, I guess I'll just be shallow because that's what men want me to be. Right. Um, I'm like, well, culture has it wrong. So like, what, what is the purpose of femininity and what is the purpose of my body and, and what is going to solve all of this? And mm-hmm. so showing God has showed me, cause I'm like, does beauty even matter then? Like, I get right. it that like beauty isn't everything, but so do I totally reject it? Cause I don't think that's right either. Mm-hmm. So then God showed me all the beauty in like creation. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have to make the sunset, the sunset, the way it exactly. is. Yeah. It's different every single day. He didn't have to do that. If he was an efficient God, all about like productivity, he would have it the same every single day. And like, it would right. just be like rinse and repeat. But God values beauty and you see that in nature. And, and the sunsets aren't always this like mind blowing, like bright colors, clouds, whatever. Sometimes they are, but sometimes they're just this subtle, like simple sunset. And I think that Mm -hmm. that is, that is the lead that I follow with my beauty and my femininity. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Sometimes I'm wearing the red dress. I've got the high heels on and my hair is all done. (laughs) And that's like the, whoa, sunset. And sometimes (laughs) sitting in my sweatpants and, and I haven't worn makeup in three days. And, and that's also beautiful because I think that beauty is like the freedom to experiment and, and, um, show up in the way that you do that day. Mm-hmm. And as long as you aren't like crippled by what other people think of you, that beauty is like coming from within. And like, that's the beauty that other people feel. Yeah. Um, and vice versa, you can have the supermodel body and look, but if you're crippled by insecurity, people don't feel your beauty. They feel your brokenness. Right. It's, so yeah. even if you have that beauty on the outside, it's not the same. Yeah. That's so good. I, I think, I just think like your be so successful, however you want to define success because of obedience to the Lord in all of this. Like, I just think, and that's, I think exactly why God calls you into giving him credit because he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I gave it to you in the first place. So I think I'm going to keep giving it to you. Like, it's not going to stop. <laughs> yeah. So I just think that's so, it's just what a testament to the Lord's goodness in when we obey him and his word. Mm-hmm. I have, I have a couple more questions. First yeah. question. I know you've gotten some haters in the past because like you said, the way you look, and if you guys see Rebecca, we've all known her whole life. She's beautiful. That's like, when you said that as kids, I was like, yeah, all of us looked at the biggie girls as beautiful. So like, I get where you're coming from when you said that. Cause that is, that's just what, that's how we saw you, your family. Um, and so, which isn't a bad thing, (laughs) but because people see you as beautiful, and, and it's 
it's can be frustrating for people to be like, who is this talking about body confidence? <laughs> like, it's almost like you have yeah. to defend yourself or explain yourself better, you know, but you've handled it mm-hmm. well, the way you've mentioned it on Insta stories, you've handled it really well. So I want you to kind of tell us a little bit about that handling yeah. those messages or whatever. Yeah. There have been a few different themes yeah. of disapproving people um so the first one is what you mentioned is kind of like who are you to tell me like oh poor little rebecca with her size four body and whatever (laughs) like it must be so hard for you um and and my my response my eight response to that is yeah it is hard for me (laughs) because a lot of it is like i have some of the things that so many women are striving towards Mm. and I'm proof that it's not going to be the thing that makes you happy. Just like a married woman can look at a single woman and say, Hey, getting married is not going to be the thing to make you happy and to make all your problems go away. I know you think it is right now, but it's not. And then the, to the single woman, you could say, oh yeah, well, I'll have a different type of marriage. And then to right. me, oh, well, I'll have a different type of body. And that's the one that's going to make it better exactly. for me, whatever. It's like, this is proof mm-hmm. that this is something you're chasing that is not going to fulfill you. But it's, it's also showing their perception of women that, that you think that, that women are only bodies. Like if you look at a beautiful woman, uh, if you look at a beautiful woman and you just kind of write her off as like, oh, well, she's pretty. So of course, of course, fill in the blank. Of course she has a boyfriend. Of course she's successful. Of course she's happy. It's like, wow, you are showing me a lot of pain in your heart Mm -hmm. that, that you feel is going to be fulfilled by the idol of beauty. And as someone who's wrestled with that idol, I want to tell you that it, it's not going to help you. So that's one. Mm -hmm. And then the other is what I like to call the church, the finger wag. (laughs) Um, Excuse me. Like you cannot be, you are, you are immodestly, Mm. you know, portraying um, vanity. And uh, I mean, to to that, it's like, that's, that's the one that really hurts the most because yeah. it's like, you don't even see your own shame. Like you right. don't even, you don't even realize how much shame and guilt you're living in feeling like you're not allowed to enjoy your body. Yeah. You think that openly saying I am beautiful and I love who I am is you think that that's vanity. Mm-hmm like not in the scripture, like God, I'm just saying what God says of me. Like I'm made in God's image. Of course, I think highly of myself and it took a lot of work for me to get here and bonus, like you can get here too. And so, so it's like, it's this shame and the other is coming from like jealousy and envy Mm -hmm. and they're both equally destructive. But I see again, because none of this is about like me, mm-hmm. it's really just this is a way for me to see into where the pain in these women's hearts are. It's like how the haters come out. Exactly. And so 
Because I do. I mean, I kind of like push boundaries a little bit. Like I did a boudoir photo shoot with Rachel. Yeah. Um, that was one of the, one of the, um, things about my wedding that I was really looking forward to. I was like, oh, that's going to be so fun. And then I was like, well, I could probably just do that anyway. Like what's the big deal? Like, I think that would be fun to just like celebrate my freedom and whatever. But also that was around the time when I was really realizing that God values beauty. Yeah. And I'm like, it's okay for me to like, see this as like, my body is beautiful in the same way that the sunset is beautiful in the same way that the mountains are beautiful. And just because culture wants to sexualize my body doesn't mean that it gets permission to. Exactly. So I'm yeah. not going to sexualize my body and I'm going to do this in a very artistic way to mm-hmm. show the beauty of my body. It's not about me like being obsessed with myself. It's like, look what God made and I'm enjoying this. Yeah. So. I post some of these pictures, right? And sometimes people are like, this is so inappropriate. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) well, (laughs) I don't think so, but that's fine. You know? Um, I know. Because again, it's, it's like, I want women to believe that their body is not, does not need to be a source of shame. Mm -hmm. It's not a sexual object. And when you stop treating it that way within yourself, that's when you get the freedom that comes along with, with not feeling that like, you can't wait for other people to stop objectifying you. That's never going to happen, but you get to decide how your body is seen. And honestly, like, I feel the same way as when I look at a picture of like the sunset or something, I'm like, ah, like I just, that's just beautiful. That's so cool. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. So those are kind of like the two groups, yep. the two camps that they well, fall into. And a couple of things about that. The people that say like, that's inappropriate or eh, I don't know if you're the right person to be giving this message that those kind of messages, it's like, just unfollow me. Like, yeah, I don't, you don't need to see my, like, that's like my whole thing. I'm like, don't send me hate because just, just click the unfollow button. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Just don't watch yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm yeah. Like, that's your choice. Yeah. Well, the thing that really... I know. And the thing that now really um, weighs on my heart a little bit is I am carrying the um, banner of Christianity. So it's no longer just me that I'm representing. I'm representing Jesus and and God. So I'm like, I do want to make sure that I'm not like messing this up, you know, I, I, I feel that sense of responsibility more so now than I did before, because before when it was just me, it was like, oh, this person just doesn't get it. Blah. Like yeah. on to the next. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And so, so now it's like a little more like, okay, I want to at least explain to this person where my heart exactly. is coming from so that, um, I don't know, so, so, so that they see, so that hopefully I can get them to reflect on some of the things in their heart, but also so that they know like, Hey, like I know what the scripture says Mm -hmm. and that's why I feel a hundred percent confident to share this because I know what it says. Like, don't Mm -hmm. try to like rate me off as someone who doesn't understand because I do. And, um, but yeah, so that's a little, like, sometimes I've had some like one-off conversations yeah. with some of my friends or whatever. And I'm like, I just, I'm like, if you ever see me post something that you feel is like, whoa, not biblical or something, I'm like, please yeah. tell me. But I'm like, 
all of these things I'm getting ideas like while I'm in the word or while I'm, you yeah. know, just like, I just get this nudge and I'm like, Ooh, I should post that. So yeah, that, that's what makes it a little bit more difficult because I'm like, Ooh, I just mm-hmm. hope that I'm not like, I hope I'm not doing it wrong, but yeah. I'm again, <laughs> Like I said, God will bless you through obeying him. Um, yeah. We were just, my friend and I were just talking a couple nights ago, she was over and we were, she was talking about like, like losing weight after having baby and stuff and the normal mom conversation after you have a baby. And, um, she's like, she goes, but you know what I'm realizing is every time I question my body and like, why do I look like this? Or I hate this about myself. She's like, I've just recognized it. Like it's like laughing in the face of God. And I've heard that before, you know, but it's just like, I had to put that out there. Cause I'm like, there are pe- women that are going to listen to this. And it's true. Like, man, you are basically, and I have done it. It's basically telling the Lord, like, you didn't make something good enough. Like, let me fix what you made. Exactly. Like, I've got a better idea than you. And it's like, yeah, the audacity that we have. Right. Yeah. That's so good. Um, So one last question I ask everybody that comes on the podcast. If you could pick one phrase that you'd want to see every day, what would you put on your mirror? Oh, well, I have a few on there now. <laughs> well, pick one of them. Your favorite uh, <laughs> today. <laughs> you were created on purpose for a purpose. I like that. That's perfect. Good. You're created on purpose for a purpose. That's good. Well, I'm so glad you came on today and yeah. I'm so excited to have so many women listen to this and be encouraged by your story and by your passion. you enjoyed today's episode it would mean a lot to me if you would like comment share or subscribe also please send me people who you think should share their story with the world thanks for tuning in